a logo. ACB in print and braille, American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. 62nd Annual National Conference and Convention, Banquet, Thursday, July 6th, 2023. In a large ballroom, an audience of banquet attendees sit at round tables around the room. At the front of the room is a head table with a banner of the American Council of the Blind logo on the wall behind it. To the right of the head table is a large screen displaying the camera's view of the room. Ray Campbell, ACB second vice president, holds the microphone as he sits at the head table. May I have your attention, please? Let's begin. Welcome to the 2023 ACB Banquet! Woo! From Schaumburg, Illinois! All right. They actually let me put a microphone in my hand. I'm Ray Campbell, your second vice president and your MC for the evening. We're going to have some fun tonight, and uh, it should be a good time. All right. So, um, um, before we uh, get started this evening, I uh, wanted to... Um, well, I don't have a good story to tell yet, so I'll have to think of one, which is probably good. Genesis, thank God. So, all right. Let's start with a moment of reflection, if everyone would like to, however they'd like to do that, a moment of reflection. Let's take that. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. Let me introduce to you your head table. So from my right, I believe your left, we have um, Ellen, Mary Ellen uh, Sharp, and uh, she is the wife of our banquet speaker, Louis Sharp. Next to Louis is uh, Karen Campbell, some lady named Karen Campbell, who is my <laughs> wife. And then right next to her is me. Um, probably will end up on the couch tonight or need to need a space to sleep after that, but who cares? Um, after that is, uh, our illustrious convention coordinator, Janet Dickelman. Next to Janet, we have our wonderful international guest this weekend, the president of the World Blind Union, Martine Abel Williamson. Next to Martine is the lady who has the interim tag taken off her title, our president, Deb Cook-Lewis. And next to Deb Cook-Lewis, we have our secretary, Denise Colley. And next to Denise, the man that still has the interim title on his name, interim executive director, Dan Spoon. I feel like I'm in a ball game. This is great. Hitting next, we have the wife of the interim executive director, our auction chair, Leslie Spoon. All right. And next to Leslie, we have the uh, chair emeritus of the Multicultural Affairs Committee and a really good gal, Peggy Garrett. And last but not certainly not least, we have our treasurer from the American Council of the Blind, the man that's going to handle all the money for the next two years, Michael Garrett. 
Okay. That is your head table, ladies and gentlemen. And I know we stand between you and your meal and socializing and everything. However, I'd like to now turn the mic over to our interim executive director, Dan Spoon, who has a couple of surprises for us. So, Dan? Thank you so much, Ray. I am so honored tonight to take a moment to give a big, huge thank you to our own Sharon Lovering, our Braille form editor, who began her journey with ACB in 1993, 30 years ago. Our staff and board wanted to take a moment and present this beautiful box of chocolates to Sharon. One of her favorites, she says, mmm, chocolate. Sharon, and they said it would never last. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon does so much for our organization. She's the person with a smile on her fo- fo- face that answers the phone. The phone is glued to her face because she's answering it all the time in our Alexandria office. And she does an amazing job of editing our Braille Forum. She also serves on the Credentials Committee, the Awards Committee. She does so many things. In addition to that, she has become our resident historian and serves on the Archive and History Committee. And as you see, each and every day, she's coming up and recovering lost resolutions and lost minutes of our ACB Board of Directors meetings and identifying (coughs) pictures. And she's the best one to do it because she has 30 years of history with us. So first, I want everybody to give a big hip, hip, hooray to Sharon Lovering. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. And here's Sharon to just say a few words. Thirty years already? Where did it go? <laughs> it's been a wonderful experience. I'm really enjoying my work with the History and Archives Committee. I guarantee you these chocolates will make it home. But any further than that, there's no guarantees whatsoever. <laughs> Thank you, and I look forward to continuing my work. Sharon, thank you, Sharon. You know, all all that was great, okay? But Dan didn't mention Sharon's most important job is my personal escort to the bar. (laughs) She has done that a few times, and I appreciate it. Congratulations, Sharon. Back to Dan. Thank you, Ray. And one more special um, moment is last uh, this earlier this year at our Show Me the Money rally, our Our development officer, Colby Garrison, did an amazing rendition of Respect, the ACB way. So I asked for, for a special privilege if she tonight, before we get ready to have our meal, just to get us jazzed up, if she could recount that wonderful rendition one more time. So here to sing Respect is Colby Garrison. Good evening, ACB! 
I'm going to try to do this through my convention voice, so uh, bear with me. Uh, it's been used a lot this week, but it's okay. So, uh, all right, here we go. What we want, we know you got it. What we need, we know you got it. All we're asking is for a little respect for the money. Just show us the money. Hey, baby. We just want to know what bills we have. We just want to know what bills we have. All we're asking is for a little respect for the money. Hey, baby, show us the money. Yeah. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let's hear it for A-C-B. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let's go treasury. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let's hear it for A-C-B. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let's go treasury. Thank you, Colby. And now if I could ask for a volunteer to help Colby get back to her table so she could enjoy her dinner. All right. All right. Thank you, Colby. Everybody enjoy your meal, and I'll turn it back over to Ray. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody uh, enjoy your, your, your dinner, and uh, we will uh, be back with you a little bit later on. Um, but um, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. If you did, if you have a door prize you have not claimed, uh, please come up and see Janet here at the head table up here after the banquet, please. And um, and I lost and found. Uh, we still have a couple of items. Let me have Janet tell you what we have. I'm doing this from memory, so I don't know. We still have a pair of sunglasses with black frames. We still have the sunglasses in the case with the gold frames. We still have the black pouch with a keychain and a thumb drive in it. We also have a cane. It is a sturdy cane with a marshmallow tip on it. And we have a, I believe it's a green pillbox. And that is everything. And if you don't claim these things, Leslie will put them into the ACB Media Holiday Auction to be auctioned off. So you might want to claim them if they're yours. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a bit. I am a uh, white male with uh, brown hair, brown eyes, wearing a gray suit, uh, dark-colored tie, and dark slacks. And uh, sitting here in a chair, finished with my dessert, drinking some coffee, and... uh, Having a good time. All right. So now, um, you know, our president, Deb, uh, you know, she uh, was coming here to Schaumburg. And uh, she, uh, you know, she, she travels from an interesting place there, Clarkston, Washington. So she, uh, she walked into the airport to travel here, and she said, well, she said, I have a unique request. And they said, what's that? And they says. She says, well, I got a couple of bags here, and she says, I'd like to have one of them go to, I'd really like to have them go to, or I'd like to have one of them go to Chicago, and one go to um, Atlanta. And they said, well, we can't do that. And they said, well, why not? Deb says, why not? That's what you did last time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, 
she made it here with all of her stuff, and uh, we're, we're glad she did. All right. Do we have our awards committee? They must be still eating their desserts. Has everybody had a good time this week? All right. How many people, by, by clap of hands, how many people are ready to go home? <laughs> how many would like to stay in Schaumburg forever? Oh, man. <laughs> well, well that's, that's the future ICB members. I like it. <laughs> so, okay. Let's see. Okay, somebody give me a cue, and we've got the uh, awards folks up here. I think they're coming. They are there. Hey, Ann, thank you, Ann. They are there. Okay. All right. One of the great things that uh, we here in ACB get to do each, each year at our conventions is to present awards to very special people who have made a difference in the blind and visually impaired community. So this year, it gives me great pleasure to turn the microphone over to the um, ACB Awards Committee and the presenters, as I understand it, are Connie Sims and uh, Illinois' own Ann Brash. Connie... Do you need this mic? Okay. We doing BOP first or? We want to do the BOP first, Ray. Okay. Well, let's do BOP first then. And so um, the BOP presenters, who is doing that? If you're doing the BOP awards, come on, come on down as you say on the prices, right? I'm doing Freeman. But I'm no Bob Barker. No, I'm just going to talk. So, Tell me what all right. I can't hear him. Okay, Cheryl and Penny are coming up to do the uh, BOP awards. All right, very good. I'm going to turn the microphone over to. Uh, I'm not sure which one of you is going to start this, but uh, the uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Cummings and Penny Reader from the Board of Publications. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Uh, this is so exciting to me to be able to present this award. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the Nettie Freeman Award. It's an award for excellent writing. Is this better? Can you hear me now? So, so the Ned E. Freeman Award was created in 1970. So we've been giving it for a number of years. And every year the award honors ex excellence in writing. Um, articles that were published in the Braille Forum from um, April of the preceding year until March of the current year are eligible. And this year we had 62 articles. We all read them all. We all had a hard time because so many of them were wonderful. Um, also articles from affiliate publications can be nominated by the president of that affiliate and or the editor of that affiliate and we had two submissions in that category as well and this year 
I'm so excited to get this award for an article that really made me want to catch a plane and travel to Eastern Europe. And it made me so hungry, I had to go look in my freezer to see if I had any shrimp. Um, the article is A Glimpse of Croatia by Maria Kristic. Maria, congratulations. The article was published, I think, in our December issue uh, when the International Relations Committee was kind enough to adopt December to submit a number of wonderful travel articles. And uh, we are so excited and pleased to present the award to Maria. We're giving her a check for $100 and a beautiful plaque. The award reads, the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award presented to to Maria Kristich for her article, Glimpses of Croatia, that gave readers vivid snapshots that brought to life the sounds, smells, and touch of life in another country. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Maria, are you here? Come on up. We have a pause while we're doing something back there. Come on, Maria. Get on up here. All right. Thank you. Um, so, so that's why, uh, Sharon, that's why you sent me those cryptic emails about whether I'd be coming to convention in person and whether I'd be at the banquet. There's a follow-up. So, <laughs> um, wow, I, I'm so surprised. I uh, never, never expected this. Um, I had a lot of fun putting that article together. I thought to myself, okay, how do I start out this issue of the forum that International Relations Committee was curating, and I thought, well, you know, let's make it personal and 
write about what kind of travel article, you know, I want to read as a totally blind person because so many of them are focused on, oh, this is the view and you'll see X, Y, Z. And I thought, well, what do we get to experience? And so um, I had so much fun putting it together. Uh, just so many good memories of my trips. And I hope that I have enticed uh, many of you who read that article to perhaps want to visit a, uh, a little country that's a bit of a hidden gem, but that, as, from what I understand, is becoming less of a hidden gem as, and as becoming uh, much, well, uh, much more well-known uh, in the international uh, tourist space outside of Europe. So uh, thank you so much for this ACV. It really means a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> you must have been when I asked when I said all right um good evening everyone this is cheryl cummings and i am here to present the vernon henley award this award can be given to an organization or an individual who uses media to present positive representations and um, dispels negative presentations of people who are blind. So um, our winner this year is someone I've had the privilege to know for many, many years. Um, and I suppose when somebody builds a studio a recording studio in their house, this tells you they're committed. Um, I am so honored to present this award to Steve Dresser. <laughs> the award reads, Vernon Henley Media Award presented to Steve Dresser in recognition of his more than 15 years of producing, editing, and distributing Bay State Council of the Blinds Council Connection, Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Congratulations, Steve. Yes. Is Steve here? No, he's not here. I'm not he sure whether he he's coming in from home. Yes, he is in Zoom. Yes, Steve's on Zoom. Yes. All right. I just sent him the prompt to unmute. All right. Dev is directly in front of me. Can, can we get Steve unmuted so we can hear from him? Yes, I just sent him the prompt to unmute. He will need to respond to that. Um, Steve, if you can press Alt-A or hold the space bar or Command-Shift-A on your Mac. All right.
Steve? I don't know whether I'm... Am I there? There you are, Steve. Yeah. Oh, what a relief. I, you know, it's, it's a little embarrassing to uh, get an award like this and then uh, realize that you can't unmute your microphone. Kind of, kind of scary. Uh, first of all, let me thank you, all of you, in ACB. Uh, I was totally surprised by this. Uh, I have been, as uh, Sharon said, I've been working on Council Connection since 2006, August of 2006. And it started out kind of uh, as a joint project that Marsha and I did. Marsha was the voice, the talent, as they say in the business. I was the guy behind the voice, pushing the buttons, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. And back at that time, we didn't have any kind of a studio here at all. Um, in fact, there were times when I had to cancel interviews because a neighbor was out mowing the lawn, and I couldn't get him to stop. So uh, we've come a long way since then. Uh, we have the studio now. Of course, Marsha is no longer here. And I have become, for better or for worse, uh, the voice and the guy who pushes the buttons. And hopefully I don't do them both at the same time because that can uh, lead to chaos. But I'd like to think that uh, somehow Marsha is seeing this from on high. And I hope she knows that if it weren't for her, this probably wouldn't be happening. Thank you all so much for this honor. Uh, Steve, Steve, we all know that Marsha's looking down with a big smile on her face and congratulating you for this. So uh, we all know she's up there watching. All right. What do we have next? All right. It, now, now that we've done Board of Publications Awards, let's go over to Connie Sims to give some ACB awards. Connie. Thanks, Ray. So I am honored to be up here with Ann Brush, one of our longtime um, committee members who actually lives here in Illinois, Chicago area. So um, I asked her to help me present with me. Um, so we are going to start with the affiliate um, growth Awards. Um, this year's Affiliate Growth Award winners are CCLVI for the largest number of new members, which they had 38 new members. So, Patty Cox, are you here to accept? The award reads... Affiliate Growth Award presented to Council of Citizens with Low Vision International in recognition of the largest number of new members in 2023. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Congratulations. Um, thank you, and uh, we're looking for another 50 members. We added 50 this year. So we're looking for another 50. 
<laughs> All right. The other growth award is Ivy for the largest percentage of growth with 52.63. Is Carla Hayes or Artis Bazin here to accept this? All right, artists, come on up. The award reads, Affiliate Growth Award presented to independent visually impaired entrepreneurs in recognition of the largest percentage of membership increase in 2023. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Huh? Well, thank you. You know, we would have, uh, we almost got two votes. We were too shy. Two people ta- paid a week late. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Keep growing. All right. Our next one is going to be the Robert S. Bray Award, and I'm going to let Ann talk about that one. Robert Bray was chief of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. And we are presenting this award today, and it's named after Mr. Bray, to a person who has demonstrated outstanding commitment to making applications accessible for use at home, at work, and at play. He has helped ACB with scripting solutions for Zoom, with broadcasting software, with audio audio editing, and with Windows usage. He also provides top-notch technical support in training by demystifying the most complex topics, turning them into easily bite-sized pieces so that people can be effective in whatever they're doing. This includes everything from surfing the web with multiple browsers, document creation, and Zoom and team solutions. His decades of work have fundamentally changed the lives of numerous people. So we are therefore awarding the Robert S. Bray Award to one of our members joining us on Zoom, Brian Hartgen. All right. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Oh, good. Good. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, ACB members, I hope you can all hear me clearly in the audience. I'm not only truly honored, but also extremely shocked and surprised to receive the Robert S. Bray Award. I'm grateful for the recognition that I've received for my work because I'm very sure that every nominee for this award was as capable, if not more, of winning it. Like many of us who are blind, I have faced several challenges on my way here, but each one of them has only strengthened me, I hope, to make me the person that I am today. Hopefully, a thorough professional who knows exactly what he wants, someone who sets a goal 
and doesn't lose sight of it unless it is achieved. I hope in a small way I've been able to make a contribution to blind people, whether that be by training them to build confidence and broaden their skills in terms of computing, through to creating products to make life that little bit easier. I would particularly like to thank the American Council of the Blind for presenting the award to me today. I'd like to thank my wife, Lulu, who has for a long time provided me with a tremendous amount of love and support. But I'd also like to thank blind people themselves. When you are a small business owner, you face many challenges. And it's not always easy to tell people about what it is that you offer and how you can improve what you have. So I'm very grateful to many blind individuals, especially in the United States, for helping in lots of different ways and who have provided a tremendous amount of input. In closing, I sincerely thank each of you for helping me reach a stage where I can proudly hold up this award as a mark of my achievement. We're coming close to the end of this wonderful event. And on behalf of us all, may I thank everyone involved within the ACB for providing a splendid conference this year. Whether you have attended virtually or in person, I'm sure you'll agree with me that it has been once again of a very high standard. Thank you very much indeed. The plaque reads, Robert Esprey Award, presented to Brian Hartgen in recognition of his outstanding commitment to making technology more accessible through training and scripting. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. All right. Congratulations, Brian. Back over to you guys. Thank, thank you, Sharon. All right. So our next one is the George Card Award. This individual facilitates a peer support community call. They make sure everyone has a chance to speak and ask questions. This call is geared towards the elderly who have lost sight later in life. They facilitate Sight Lost Later in Life, sponsored by AAVL. We are happy to present Sandra Troeno with the George Card Award. And she is by Zoom. I, I'm very honored and humbled to receive this award. I appreciate it very much. I... Um, started the call, the ins and outs of sight loss later in life, or as I think of it, the Tuesday support group call, as a way of paying forward all the help and support I received from blind and visually impaired people when I lost my sight later in life. Um, I wasn't trained to be an empathetic support group facilitator. I'm a lawyer by profession. But I know my own experience that the best way to adjust to losing sight is to talk to someone who's gone through it before you. So I'd like to thank ACB 
the person who nominated me for this award and the awards committee for this award, the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss for sponsoring the Tuesday call and allowing me to facilitate it, community at ACB for all its wonderful calls, which present so many positive role models for people losing sight and all the great hosts it's provided for the call. And especially, I'd like to thank all the participants in the call. They are truly a terrific and courageous group of people whom I look forward to seeing every Tuesday. Congratulations, Sandra. The award reads, George Card Award, presented to Sandra Troiano, in recognition of her commitment to those adults who are losing their sight later in life. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. All right, we're not done yet, so I am so happy that we have this many awards to give out. We have a few more. So the next one is the James R. Olson Award. This company has made their website and mobile apps very accessible for the disabled. They have accomplished this by working with the end user during focus groups at ACB conventions. They have enabled ACB to cultivate 35 rising leaders who are now proudly serving in strategically imported, important roles at both the national level and in state and special interest affiliates. We are happy to present J.P. Morgan Chase with the James R. Olson Distinguished Award. All right. James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award presented to J.P. Morgan Chase in recognition of their exemplary attention to accessibility in the design of their website and app and their support of ACB leaders. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. All right. As a Chase customer, I appreciate their work. Who's speaking on this one? Hello, Dan. this is Dan Spoon, and I'm accepting the award on behalf of J.P. Morgan Chase, truly one of our valued partners for the American Council of the Blind. What they've done with their J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows Program has just been transformative for our organization. Our current ACB president, Deb Cook-Lewis, is living testimony of how leaders can be formed through the J.P. Morgan Chase Program along with countless board members, committee chairs, affiliate presidents. Thank you, J.P. Morgan Chase, for making a true difference for our organization. Thank, thank you. Congratulations, J.P. Morgan Chase. Back to you guys. All right. Thanks, Ray. All right. The next one is always dear to all of our heart is the Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Award. We have so many volunteers, so it's always hard and it's always fun. Don't we have fun with this one, Dan? Absolutely. All right. This one 
the individual is involved with an audio description project and is chair of their subcommittee. They have been involved in community since beginning. They host, facilitate, train, step in wherever needed. A mentor to many, we are happy to present Sheila Young with the Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Award. And Sheila, unfortunately, is on Zoom, and this is a huge surprise, so we are happy to present this to her. <laughs> Congratulations, Sheila. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think she's on Zoom. Yeah, she's here. Can you she's hear just, me? Yep. We hear you loud and clear, Sheila. But wish you were with us. I am. I am so honored and totally, totally speechless. I would have never, ever, ever expected this. So thank you so much. <laughs> this is such an honor. And I... Love what I do for the Florida Council and for And the award reads, Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Award, presented to Sheila Young in recognition of her extensive involvement with audio description and ACB community activities. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Thank you. Okay. And as many of you know, she's been doing a wonderful job along with others hosting and getting our stuff on, on Zoom this week. So congratulations, Sheila. Back to you guys. All right. We're down to our last one. So this is the Deward K. McDaniel Ambassador Award. So named after, you know, our founder. This is huge. And I think this is very deserving, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And it was, it was interesting. We had, you know, really good, you know, nominations throughout the whole committee. So please keep, if, if your nomination didn't win this year, please nominate them again because it was, it was fun. We had a good time and we nominated. So here is the last one. This individual has been paired has been part of ACB since childhood. They have been involved on multiple positions and continue to serve ACB on many levels. We want us, they want us to know our past so we can move forward. They demonstrate the understanding of ACB and wants everyone they work with to have that same excitement and enthusiasm as they do before the organization. We are happy to pre present Carla Rushaval with the Derwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award. And we know that Carla wow. is here. <laughs> and the award reads, Derwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award, 
presented to Carla Rushevel in recognition of her lifelong commitment to improving the quality of life for blind people. Schaumburg, Illinois, July 6, 2023. Oh my God! <laughs> I had no clue. What if I hadn't come? What a surprise. For once, I think I'm speechless. <laughs> That's hard to do. It never happens. And it now, I don't know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. ACB is wonderful. Thank you much. <laughs> Congratulations, Carla. That, <laughs> is that all you guys have? All right. Well, thank you to the awards committee and um, echo Connie's sentiments. Um, if your nominee didn't get in this year, please submit them next year. Uh, the awards committee has very tough decisions to make, and uh, I know that um, it's painstaking and always difficult to find the uh, one best recipient for all of these awards. And so I uh, certainly encourage all of you to continue to seek out and uh, nominate good, good deserving people for the awards as we go forward. Okay. All right. Next, it's time to hear from our banquet speaker. And uh, our banquet speaker tonight is someone that comes to us with 14 years of speaking experience. He has spoken to large companies and uh, various organizations over the, that time. He also served uh, 20 years in the uh, U.S. Marines, so thank you for your service, traveling to over 30 countries. And uh, I think he's got a lot to offer, and uh, it uh, again, thank you to our wonderful host committee that we we're able to bring him to you tonight. It gives me great pleasure to, let's give an ACB welcome to Louis Sharp. Thank you. What I'd like everybody to do, if you're able, is please stand up. And if you're unable to stand, you can do this as, as you're sitting. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to put both your arms out in front of you. And what we're going to do is on the count of three, we're going to clap our hands together. On the count of three, we're going to clap our hands together. Everybody ready? One, two, three. Now, I want you to hold them there. And I want you to pay attention to your thumbs. If your right thumb is over your left thumb, I want you to raise your hand. So about a third of the room has their hands up. Those are all the thinkers. If, you, if your left thumb is over your right thumb... I'd like you to raise your hand. Again, about a third of the room has their hands up. Those are all the sexy people. If both your thumbs are straight up next to each other, please raise your hand. About the other third of the room has their hands up. Those are all the people that think they're sexy. Go ahead and have a seat. (laughs) 
Are we having an audio issue or? Okay. Maddie Christensen was born with no arms from the elbow down, and he was born with no legs from the knee down. Now, Maddie Christensen could have used those two things as an excuse to play small, stay home, and not go live life to its fullest. Maddie Christensen could have seen himself as disabled. Maddie Christensen could have been angry and cried out to God, why me? But Maddie Christensen had a secret weapon. Maddie Christensen's secret weapon was his mom and his dad. As soon as Maddie Christensen could hear and start to make sounds, his mom and dad started telling Maddie Christensen, Maddie, anything's possible. Maddie, you can do anything you set your mind to. Maddie, we live in a world of infinite possibilities. So Maddie Christensen grew up believing that he could do anything he set his mind to. And as he got bigger and older, he realized that his passion was baseball. So his mom and dad got him prosthetic devices for his legs so he could run. And then for his arm, they built a prosthetic device that was part of an arm, but at the end of it was like a basket, like a little basket that he could catch and throw the ball with. But Matty Christensen wasn't satisfied to just play baseball. Matty Christensen wanted to be the pitcher. Now, I want you to know, for those of you that aren't baseball fans, that to be a pitcher in baseball, two things are really important, your feet and your hands. On the pitching mound, there's a pitching rubber. And the pitcher puts his foot against that pitching rubber. He has to legally be touching that rubber when he lets go of the ball. They also use that pitching rubber as leverage to throw the ball harder and faster. The other thing that they have to be able to do as a pitcher is use their hand to feel the seams. The ball sewn together with these threads. And the way the pitcher holds that ball is how he throws a curveball versus a fastball versus a slider versus a knuckleball versus a changeup. But Matty Christensen could not feel the pitching rubber because he had no feet. And he could not feel the baseball because he had no hands. But Matty Christensen wanted to be a pitcher, and so he was. And at the tender young age of 11, Matty Christensen took his little league team to the New York State Championships, where they came in second place in the state of New York with him as the pitcher. Matty Christensen believed anything was possible, and so it was. Good evening. I'm humbled and excited to be here. This evening, I'm going to share with you three powerful principles that you can use right now today to build your legacy, to create change. The first powerful principle is take 100 respect. A 100% responsibility for everything in your life. I want to repeat that. Take 100% responsibility for everything in your life. This is very difficult. We love to complain. We love to blame other people. We love to make excuses. 
And we love to justify. But when you take 100% responsibility, everything in your life will change. When you ask yourself what's not working in your life, the only person responsible is you. It's not the government. It's not the economy. It's not your family or friends. It's you. So what in your life isn't working that you need to take a long, hard look at and realize, I need to make a change. I need to do something different. Because the only person that can change whatever your struggles are, whatever your challenges are, is you. And will always be that way. I'd like everybody to fold your hands like you're going to pray. And what I want you to do is I want you to be aware and notice which little finger is at the bottom. Now what I want you to do is I want you to open your hands and keep them together and then rotate them so your other little finger is now at the bottom. And fold your hands again like you're going to pray, but the, now the other little finger is at the bottom. How does that feel? Weird, uncomfortable, awkward. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, is why we don't change. Because it's way too easy to go back to the couch and have another beer instead of exercising. It's way too easy to blow our money on things that are fun instead of saving and investing. It's way too easy to blame somebody else and say, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. But if we held our hands like this long enough, this would become the new normal. And if we went back to the old way, it would be awkward. The challenge is to stay there long enough. Because that will be your new normal. That will be your new habit. I want to share math with you this evening. I'm going to teach you an equation that will change your life. It's simply this. E plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. The event plus the response, your response, equals the outcome. So, I want to, let me pick a couple of people. What's your name? Kenneth. Kenneth. Kenneth? So, Ken, Kenneth and I, we just met. I'm going to give Kenneth $1,000. And, 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 Ken, and Kenneth is going to go, woohoo! He's going to tell everybody, meet me at the bar tonight. I just got $1,000. <laughs> you and a bunch of other people. Kenneth wakes up tomorrow, he's hung over, and the thousand dollars is gone. Same event, I give Kenneth the thousand dollars. But tomorrow morning, he calls his investment guy and says, I'd like to buy a certificate of deposit, or I'd like to buy a mutual fund, and he invests the thousand dollars. His net worth goes up $1,000. The event was the same. He got $1,000. What he did, his response to the event, changed the outcome. We always have choice of our response. 
What's your name? Hema. Hema? So Hema, I've literally been around the world, spoken to tens and tens of thousands of people. You have to be the dumbest person I've ever crossed paths with. <laughs> now, Hema could say to herself, oh my God, Louis hardly knows me. How did he figure it out so fast? <laughs> What's her self-esteem going to do? It's going to go down. Same event. Hema, been all over the world. I've spoken to t- thousands and thousands of people. Excuse me. You still have to be one of the dumbest people I've ever crossed paths with. <laughs> now this time Hema says to herself, you know, Louis doesn't know me. Doesn't know me at all. As a matter of fact, he doesn't know what's going on in my life. And I've had a great conference. I got here safely. I'm going to get home safely. At a minimum, her self-esteem is going to stay the same. Same event. I come up to Hema. I say, Hema, been all over the world. I coach. I, I consult. I do all kinds of things. You have to be the dumbest person I've ever crossed paths with. Hema says to herself, you know what? I think Louie's got a thing for me. I think Louie's flirting with me. What's her self-esteem going to do? It's going to go up. But here's what I want you to understand. It's not what Louie says to Hema. It's what Hema says to Hema when Louie's done talking. The same thing is true of the news. The same thing is true of all the other information that you take in. None of it matters until you decide what's going to be important to you. Until you decide what's your reality. Remember, Matty Christensen lived in a world where everything and anything was possible. And he played baseball with no hands and no feet. What's the world telling you that you're buying into? Now... I'd like to have, if it applies to you, close your eyes. And I'd like everybody to put both your feet flat on the ground. And rest your hands comfortably in your lap. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to breathe in for a count of four and out for a count of eight. And I'd like you to do that one more time on your own, please. In for a count of four and out for a count of eight. Just one of those breaths is all you need. Because our true power, our true power in life is the plus sign. Between the event, the E, plus the R, the plus sign is where all our power lives. The event's going to be whatever the event's going to be. As Ray said, I spent 20 years in the Marines. I crashed in a helicopter. One of the reasons why I survived that helicopter crash was because I had practiced crash procedures over and over and over and over again. And when we were going down, I just automatically started doing what I was supposed to do. And my point to that is right now, before the proverbial stuff hits the fan, decide who do you want to be in the plus. Do you want to be kind? Do you want to be patient? Do you want to be forgiving? You want to be loving, but decide now who you want to be, and then let the event be whatever the event's going to be, and just take that one breath and remember, I'm going to be kind, I'm going to be forgiving, I'm going to be passionate, I'm going to be understanding.
But your power is in the plus sign. And we all still have choice. We get to choose. Every time something happens to us, we get to choose who we're going to be in that moment. And I guarantee every time it will change the outcome. Every time it will change the outcome when you can be. And I believe at this point in my life, there's only really two choices in that plus. There's either the choice of fear or there's a choice of love. Every other emotion is, is coming down to one of those two choices. We're either afraid of something or we're choosing love. Going forward, who do you want to be? What price are you paying for not taking 100% responsibility for everything in your life? Why not take 100% responsibility for everything in your life? Why not you? Why not now? Second powerful principle I'd like to share with you this evening. Dream big dreams. General Westmoreland said it takes just as much energy to dream a small dream as it does to dream a big dream. Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. Does anybody know what Walt Disney was talking about on his deathbed? He was talking about Disney World. Disney World had not been built yet when Walt Disney was laying on his deathbed. But on his deathbed, Walt Disney was very eloquently and very clearly describing Disney World. Because he had a picture of it in his mind. He had dreamed a big dream. Are you dreaming dreams? Whatever we focus on, we get more of. There's a thing at the base of your skull in the back of your head called your reticular activating system. Right now, I'd like you to think about your right foot. And before I said anything about your right foot, you weren't thinking about your right foot. (laughs) But now you're very aware of your right foot. Maybe it's hot, maybe it's cold, maybe your shoe's too tight, maybe your shoe's too loose. Whatever you put into your brain, it's going to look for. It's going to find it out in the universe. I had an interesting conversation with Janet. Janet and I had a couple conversations months back at this point. And she was telling me about one of the big challenges for people that have sight challenges is the fact that it's difficult to know how much money you have. And I came out to the conference on Sunday. Janet invited me and I went through the expo. And I talked to two different women there that were talking about They now have the readers that you can put a a bill in and it will tell you what the denomination is. And that got me to thinking, so I I asked them, when did this come about? And they said, well, the technology broke in about 2014. Anybody seen the movie Ray? It's about uh, Ray Charles. One of the things that was, was surprising to me 
about that movie, there was two things actually. One of them was that Ray Charles became a big pain in the neck for the promoters and the bar owners because he learned pretty quick that he had to be paid in only singles. Remember that part of the movie? It's the only way he knew it wasn't going to get ripped off because he was being paid in singles. The other thing I thought was really interesting about Ray in that movie was the fact that he realized and always wore hard-soled shoes. So when he was walking down a sidewalk, he knew by the sound of the echo off the sidewalk from his hard shoe against the wall whether there was a wall there or a door opening. But here's what I want to ask. Ray Charles started to become famous in the early to mid-50s. Why did it take over 50 years for somebody to invent that device? And in that same stretch of time, we were able to transplant a heart. We were able to put a man on the moon. We got color TV. We got cell phones and computers. Why was that lagging so far behind? I mentor high school kids. And one of the things that I share with them on a regular basis, especially around business, is this. When you hear somebody say, I wish I had a blank that did blank, you want to go invent it. Because it's telling you there's a need in the market. I'd like to ask all of you, what do you need? that's not here now. And when we talk about dream big dreams, I'd like to ask you this. Can anybody, and you can shout this out, I want you to tell me one thing, one thing in the universe that didn't first start as a thought. Anybody? I said in the universe, not the universe. There's nothing in the universe that didn't start as a thought. Somebody had an idea that it was a really painful to sit on the floor, so they invented a chair. And then they realized this is a bad idea. It's hard to eat with all your food in your lap, so they invented a table. Everybody in the room here started as a thought. Even if your mom and dad were just looking for a good time in the backseat of a car, you started as a thought. So my question is, what are you thinking? What are you focused on? What do you want to dream about? What do you want your legacy to be? What dent do you want to leave in the universe? So I'd like to, I'd like to go through this little exercise with you. I'm going to wave a magic wand over each one of you. And my little magic wand is going to give you all the money you need for the rest of your life. You're not going to need money for cars, food, clothes, houses, anything. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you so much money that it will take care of your children and your children's children, and they will want for nothing. So you have no need for money. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a check for $10 million. And I want you, I'm going to be quiet for just a little bit, and I want you to think about who would you go help if you had no need for money and I gave you a check for $10 million. The American Council of the Blind. 
That's a good choice. If you had $10 million, would you help orphans? Would you help the homeless? Would you help the hungry? Would you help abuse children? Dream big dreams. When I was nine years old, I was on a witness stand in a courtroom in downtown Chicago. And they had just asked me, what's it been like? And they were asking about my childhood. My mother and father were divorced when I was in the second grade. As soon as they were divorced, my mother hired a babysitter and took me out in the yard. She made me cut a branch off a tree, and then she made me cut all the little branches off that to make a stick. She handed that stick to the babysitter, and she said, you beat him with this stick if he doesn't behave. I'm the oldest of three boys, so I was responsible for getting my brothers and I out of bed in the morning, making breakfast, getting us ready to school, go off to school. When we got home from school, I was responsible to make sure that we cleaned the house and I got dinner ready. That babysitter not only beat me with that stick, but she sexually abused myself and my next youngest brother. My mother at the time was having relations with just a parade of men that would come in and out of these cheap apartments that we lived in. It was not uncommon for me to be woken up in the middle of the night, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, to either loud, violent fights, because my mother was drunk again with whoever the man was she drug home, or loud, violent sex as they're beating each other up and doing all that stuff. That went on for two years. And here I am in a courtroom telling the attorneys and everybody else in the room that that's what had happened for the last two years since the divorce. After I testify, the judge takes a recess. And I remember like it was yesterday, I was standing out in the hallway outside the courtroom. I'm next to my father. On the other side of my father is his new wife, who's soon going to be my stepmother. And my two brothers were to my left. My mother and her attorney walked by us like we didn't exist. It was the last time I ever saw my mother alive. She walked out and never came back. Not a card at Christmas, not a phone call on my birthday. She walked out and never came back. My brothers and I thought, well, yahoo, we're free of that. Little did we know we had jumped from the frying pan into the fire. My stepmother was certifiably nuts. She would work herself up into a frenzy and she would beat my brothers and I bloody. At one point, they called an ambulance and strapped her to a stretcher and took her to a mental institution. She came back and it all started again. And this went on into high school. Remember in high school, I didn't get a growth spurt until after I graduated from high school. I can remember in high school my mother beating me and telling me that I was useless and I was never going to amount to anything. I would lie in bed at night and dream. I would dream I was an eagle and that I could fly above all that. I would dream I was a pilot and I could fly a plane above all that and get away. I would dream that I was an astronaut and I could completely leave the planet. But I had a dream. Even in the middle of all that, I had a dream. 
And as soon as I turned 17, I joined the Marines and never looked back. I've traveled the world. As fate would have it, I did get to fly. I flew helicopters. I'm a published author. I'm an international speaker. I've started three companies from scratch. I've bought and sold companies. I've bought and sold real estate. I play the guitar, mandolin, bass, and harmonica. I water ski. I run triathlons. I'm in the middle of writing my next two books. And my greatest accomplishment of all at this point, in all sincerity, is being my granddaughter's favorite grandpa. And they had six... Thank you. Thank you. And, and they had six to choose from, so there was, there was a competition. I don't tell you that to impress you, but to impress upon you that it doesn't matter what's happened to you, and it doesn't matter where you've been. The only thing that matters is you deciding right now where you're going. The only thing that matters is right now you decide where you're going. What do you want to see different in the world? What if you dreamt big dreams? Why not you? Why not now? The third powerful principle I'd like to share with you is take action. Nothing moves until you do. Nothing works until you do. I love the story of the guy that's sitting on a couch and he's praying to God. God, I want to win the lottery. God, I want to win the lottery. This goes on for months. And then one day the sky parts and this big booming voice says, Go buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) Nothing's going to move until you move. When you think about action, I love the quote by Mother Teresa. She said, you don't change the world by doing great things. You change the world by doing little things with great love. Little things with great love. I want you to realize that you can dream big dreams. But also understand that if your dream is to run a marathon and you haven't been exercising, you're not going to go out this weekend and run a marathon. But I can tell you if you start running around the block, in a week or two you can run around the block twice. Then you can run around the block three times. And then you can run around the block four times. I often share with people, if there was a redwood tree here at the front of the stage that was ten steps across and I gave you an axe and I told you to cut it down, you certainly wouldn't be able to cut it down in a day. But if you came up to that tree every day and took five swings at it, it's not a question of if the tree's coming down, it's simply a matter of when. So what can you be doing to take action on your dream? What could you do between now and the end of the day Who could you call tonight before you go to bed and tell them that you love them or that you miss them 
or maybe that you're sorry? Who could you appreciate in the room before you go up to your room tonight? This is how we change the world. We're kind to each other. We're kind to each other every day. We love each other every day. We're passionate every day. And if you do that on a regular basis, it becomes your new habit. If you take action and give up complaining, it becomes your new habit. And what are you waiting for? Whatever you need as a population, as an organization, as an individual, don't wait another 50 years for somebody else to make it for you. We are all powerful beyond our wildest dreams. One of my other favorite quotes is, don't die with your music still in you. I'd like to share a story about taking action. Cliff Young, at the tender young age of 62, was an Australian sheep farmer. And Cliff Young showed up at a foot race. Every year in Australia, they run a foot race from Melbourne to Sydney. And it's over 600 miles. And so when Cliff Young shows up to run this race, the organizers say, you know, you're 62 years old. Everybody that runs this is world-class athletes. What makes you think you can run this race? And Cliff Young said, well, you know, I'm a sheep farmer, and we don't have much equipment on the farm. And so it's not uncommon for me to go run for a day or two with my sheepdog to get the sheep in to either trim their wool or to get them in if there's going to be bad weather. So this goes back and forth a little bit. And the event organizers finally say, okay, we're going to let the old guy run the race. And they all kind of knew in the back of their brain there's no way he's going to finish it. But they, they said, we're going to let you run. So the big day comes. We're going to start the race. All these world-class athletes show up, and they got their expensive, fancy running suits on. they got their expensive running shoes. And Cliff Young shows up in a pair of bib overhauls with a T-shirt. He's got a baseball hat on, and he's got his work boots and he's got galoshes on his work boots because he says there's a possibility it might rain. What happened was they take off. And all these world-class runners start running really fast. Cliff Young starts just shuffling along. He's going just fast enough that he's not walking, but he's at this little shuffle of a run. Now... Cliff Young didn't know how they start or how they ran the race. And what the routine was, was that they would run for 18 hours, they would sleep for six hours, they'd get up again and they'd run for another 18 hours. And they would do this day in and day out until they completed the over 600 miles. Well, Cliff Young didn't read Sports Illustrated or Runner's World. He didn't have a TV, so he didn't watch the TV and he didn't have a radio. So... On the first night, when everybody breaks to sleep, Cliff Young had not gotten up to where the camp was, and he ran through the night. 
And the next night, this same thing happens. They all take a break. And Cliff Young keeps running through the night. Now, on the third day, the event organizers thought that Cliff Young had probably dropped out of the race because they've lost all track of him. But Cliff hadn't dropped out of the race. And on the last night, when all the runners took a break to sleep for their six hours, Cliff Young shuffled by. Cliff Young broke the world record for that race by over six hours. He had said that he just showed up to see if he could do it. He didn't even realize that there was $10,000 of prize money. And so what he did was he took the prize money and he divided it five ways, $2,000 each, and he gave that $2,000 each to the five guys that came in closest to him because he felt so bad for beating them so horribly. In, in, that, in that one move, Cliff Young overnight became a, a hero in Australia because he had just run over 600 miles nonstop because he didn't know there was any other way to do it. And he took action because he was just curious to see if he could do it. Before I close, I'd like to give you a gift. (laughs) Yeah, your check's in the mail. It's a third-party out-of-state check. gift I'd like to give you before I close this evening is the gift of music. I believe the gift of music is one of the most powerful ways we have to express ourselves. Thank you. As a young boy, one of the things I found refuge in was a transistor radio. But I want to share with you this evening that in music... There's chords, and there's the keys that songs are written in. And either one of them are either major or minor. And the thing that changes a chord is the third note. It's the me, do, re, mi. And if you move that note down one step, it flats the third. And so when we take this E major chord... nice, it's bright, it's happy. If we lower the third, it becomes dark, sad, even haunting. And it will do it to the entire chord. It will do it to the entire chord progression, making the song either happy or sad. So, I'd like to play a piece for you called Romance. And this piece starts in the key of E minor. And then it modulates, which simply means it's going to change keys to E major. And I'd like you to listen for the change. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. You have the power of that one note. You are part of the song of life. You have the ability to turn sad to happy, dark to light. I do not believe that God would let you dream a dream that you could not make come true. That would be hell. If an 11-year-old boy with no hands and no feet can take his little league team to the state championships, if a little boy that was badly abused could be your keynote speaker tonight, and if a 62-year-old man could run over 600 miles nonstop, what's not possible? If you take 100% responsibility, if you dream big dreams, and if you take action, you can create a legacy. You can put a dent in the universe. Why not you? Why not now? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Louis, thank you so much. Uh, I certainly think that uh, all of us in ACB would certainly agree that uh, there's a lot to think about there and uh, a lot of taking a lot of account of what you said tonight. So thanks so much. Let's give him another hand. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. Now. Who wants to win some money? I, 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 I hear this here rumor that there just might be some money to give away, and it's all going to benefit the ACB Braille Force. See, I'm talking like David Trott now. I've been hanging around him too long, you know. So, to uh, give out the, to uh, draw the winners for the Braille, ACB Braille Forum Raffle. It gives me great pleasure to bring up our Chief Financial Officer, Nancy Becker. <laughs> All right. Folks, the pandemic brought us a lot, but what it did bring us is the first $25,000 raffle. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It brought us the second $25,000 raffle. Oh, not yet, not yet, not yet. 
It brought us the third $24,000 raffle. And by God, tonight it brought us the fourth $25,000 raffle. Four years in a row, $100,000 gross you raised for the American Council of the Blind. There's a lot of great people that made that happen, but ultimately it was you who bought the tickets that made that happen. But let's talk about the people who got the tickets out to you. You know, I'm I'm always bragging on my buddy Alan Peterson. And by the way, Alan, uh, we're looking at two fifty for your goal for next year. Just go ahead and give it to you now. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, you got Nancy Fela, Nancy Marks Becker. Um, you you even had um, Caitlin in there this time. You know, selling tickets. So uh, it's a great Minneapolis staff who processes the credit cards and does the work for this thing. And and y'all have made it what it is today because before the pandemic, you know, we'd have 14,000, 17,000, but we never hit 20. Well, the pandemic gave us 25, and that's because we've reached more people than we'd ever reached before. So it, it really, really makes me feel good to have been a part of it this long and know that we are at a level right now that we never thought we would be, did we, Dan Spoon? You sleep, Dan. <laughs> you, you, you see how people pay attention to me, don't you? He knew I wasn't giving him any money, so I said we never thought we would reach the level that we are with these tickets. I completely agree with you, David. I, I, I'm still thinking of what Louis said. I, I can't get over the talk that Louis just gave us, because I think of this organization in 2020 when the pandemic hit, right? The, 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 the event had occurred, and how this organization respond was going to mean the health of this organization for decades to come. And how did we respond? We didn't respond by saying, oh, no, it's a pandemic. What can we do? We said, we are going to pull together, and we're going to have a convention, and we care about our members, and we're going to start having calls so they can participate and be part of society through the pandemic. We couldn't come to this hotel in 2020, but we made plans to come back in 2023, and by God, we're here. And we are so much stronger for it because we had a dream that we were going to get through this and we were going to include everybody. In ACB, we did it. And so, as I was listening to Louie, it just kept running around in my mind. We had an event, right? E plus R equals O. And we, we took a total lemon, and we made lemonade out of it. We made our organization stronger than it's ever been. And I just, I'm so proud of all of us, and Louis' talk just made it all resonate with me. And David, you're right. We've sold out the raffle four years in a row. Let's give somebody some money. All right. Now, the, the way you guys have always wanted this, we're, we're going to do this this way.
The first ticket drawn will be for the $5,000. However, you will hear the, the other two tickets first. But we will draw the $5,000 first. Nancy will dry, write, write it down on the ticket, the winner. And when we're ready to announce, uh, we will give you the $500 ticket, the $1,000 ticket, and then the $5,000 winner. But everybody has it in their mind that they want to shot at that 5000 So it's the first ticket drawn. And I think it would only be right that our new president draw that first ticket. I mean, she needs to find out what it's like to be griped at by everybody by, by not doing the right thing early, right? <laughs> no pressure. Oh, yeah, you're going to get up, woman. We're going to make you work for this to get griped at. We, we're not just going to let you sit there and, and enjoy it. And you know, the, the next guy that's, that's going to be under the most pressure is Michael Garrett. And I think to draw for the $1,000 prize that his wife ought to be the one to do it. He, he, look at him jumping up there. I know you was. Hey, hey, get your hands out there, woman, one ticket at a time. Michael said he was treasure. He was going to draw it. And Peggy wasn't going to get to do nothing. So what, let's just see. Do y'all want Michael to draw or Peggy? Give me a yay for Peggy. Uh, just keep quiet if you want Michael. I think Peggy's the winner. <laughs> just wait to see what I'm going to do to you in Texas next month. Come on up, Peggy. Yes, ma'am. Peggy Garrett's going to do the next one. Yes, sir. This one that Peggy's drawing will be the $1,000 one. Yeah. And you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to bring somebody up from the audience. Let me go get him. I know where he's at. You, you know, uh, no, Alan's drew before. Um, I want to get the draw for the $500 ticket. The oldest president in ACB, Paul Edwards. And if you noticed, everybody I picked is blind. I did that for a reason. My wife bought a ticket. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to be sure and clear that you understand that everybody that drew these are blind. And no pressure anybody. You know, don't pull her name out unless you want to. If Paul draws his name, I'm changing mine. And since she worked so hard all year on this thing, Nancy's going to get to tell you who each one of them are, starting with the 500 Well, I sold the $500 one to Dan Spoon. Boo. Oh, you're not supposed to boo, right? Dan Paul said the 250 would be comfortable. Alan Peterson drew the $1,000 one, and I'm sorry if I say your name wrong, Woody Reiki. 
R-I-E-K-E. Oh, it's Brenda Valens. And, and the $5 one was sold by Nancy Fila, and it's Stephen Heeson, or Stephen. All right. Well, what, once again, once again, y'all have made us proud. Thank you so much. All right, Heeson, you owe me a beer. At least, at least a case. He's a Wisconsin boy. He's my buddy, so I can say that. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, if you didn't win that, how exciting was that? Thank you, guys. It was, it was great. Um, we have, um, we've got just a few door prizes left. So um, uh, I'm going to call... Uh, Rachel Schroeder up here. I think you get, did you get the information I sent you about that? Okay. We're going to call up uh, Rachel Schroeder to uh, give away the last few door prizes that we have. So, uh, Rachel, come on up here. All right. We're working on it. Do, 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 do. All right. All right. I, uh, you know, I feel like a little inside baseball, you guys. Um, I feel like I'm sitting at Wrigley Field because it's like echoing all around me here. So uh, Rachel's right behind me. Yep. And you. Well, here we go. Here's the mic. Hello. All right, we have, uh, bear with me, I'm reading from my phone here. Uh, we have $50, a $50 Visa card from ACB Radio Amateurs. I think I'll let Delaney do the honors. Claire Stanley. second. Hang on. I'm reading. I didn't know I was going to do this. Okay. I know. I'm hearing the Jeopardy theme now. <laughs> I hold the mic. Oh, this phone is driving me nuts. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Bear with us. Okay. All right. Sorry, doing all this with voiceover. $25 from North Dakota, and that is going to Robin Hughes. All right, I'll do you. We've got a few, baby. Okay. We have. Uh, okay, I know this one. <laughs> All right. We have $50 from ICB, 
And Delaney will tell you it goes to... Leslie Spoon. We have the last door prize, $25 from Wakanda Lions and Visa card. Thank you, Janet. And that one goes to... <laughs> Brian Duffelmeyer. Oh, God. <laughs> Ray, what's that for? Why did you say that? Why? What happened? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right. Well. What? Have safe travels back home. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for giving Illinois a chance to host the 2023 ACB convention. It was certainly a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for giving me the honor of uh, emceeing tonight. Um, we do have a couple of things. First of all, once again, if you have a um, door prize that you won that you have not claimed, please see Janet. Up here at the, at the head table. Wherever. At the head, or wherever you find her. Um, also, for those who have ALDs to turn in, what should they do with them? See Nancy Becker, please. Bring them up to the, Bring them up to the head table. Bring them up here to the head table. I'm, I'm going off the mic when I do that because Ken, I'm totally my, my, I'm remembering Ken Stewart's always saying about that. And, um, we do have a couple of lost and found items that we would like to send back home to people who, who own them. The pair of sunglasses, two pairs of sunglasses and, um, a cane. A cane. <laughs> you might have a little trouble traveling out of here. A black bag with thumb drive and keychain. Uh, is that all we got? Okay. Uh, green pill bottles. Might want that. <laughs> all right. Again, thank you so much, everybody. Everyone have safe travels home, as Delaney said. We'll see you next year in Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks very much. A logo. ACB in print and braille. American Council of the Blind. Together.